Financial Times in London. I'm Andrew Parker and this is FT News. There are fresh doubts about ChemChina's proposed acquisition of Syngenta amid increasing signs that the West is stiffening its opposition to Chinese takeovers of European and US companies. With me to discuss these issues are James King, FT Emerging Markets Editor, and Arash Masoudi, one of the FT's M&A correspondents. Arash, some investors seem to think or are worried that ChemChina's proposed 44 billion acquisition of Syngenta will get blocked by European antitrust regulators. Syngenta has predicted the deal will get completed. Do you think the company's right? It's an interesting question, and it's the one every investor playing the spread, as you will, on the Syngenta deal is asking themselves. What's essentially going on here is the market is wondering how serious is China on closing what is its biggest deal ever. It's a sector agribusiness, which is where Syngenta is a powerful chemicals provider. China has long coveted ownership of assets because of fundamental reasons such as feeding its massive population. And they've sought companies in the space for at least a decade. And they finally wrapped their hands around this one. And they're very close to the finish line. So the question is, can the Chinese come through? What happened to spark the fears has been a series of issues. And the sell-off we saw on Monday had to do with an escalation of these fears. First, there were reports out of China, Kaishen, a very well-respected financial publication, which seemingly gets a lot of insight out of the sort of opaqueness that is China, started raising questions about whether there was money to fund the deal. Then, a week or two ago, Bloomberg and a few others, including the FT, cited sources in China saying that there was what seemed to be merger discussions between Sinochem and ChemChina, and that the ultimate goal of the Chinese state was to combine these two powerful chemical players into one player. And then third, ChemChina did not submit concessions to the European regulators, competition authority, about its deal for Syngenta, which suggested to the market that this deal at least will go to a phase two in-depth investigation, which means it will not close by the end of the year, something which Syngenta has recently confirmed. So their question is, is China serious about getting this deal done? And that's the $44 billion question. It's the largest deal ever. And a lot is at stake for China's reputation here. Right. And one of the complicating factors here is we've not just got one mega merger under consideration. We've also got two others involving Dow Chemical and DuPont on the one hand, and then Bayer's proposed acquisition of Monsanto. For the regulators, there's an enormous dilemma, is there not? Because potentially consolidation here means bad news, not just for farmers, but possibly higher food prices for consumers? It's an incredibly important question, one I think deserves a lot of attention. If all three of these deals close, the entire global agricultural seeds and chemical space will be concentrated 62% market share in three companies' hands. So it's a very, very big question. Do you want Bayer, which was trying to acquire Monsanto, the combination of Dow and DuPont in agribusiness and ChemChina, to control over 60% of the global supply chain for seeds and crop chemicals. That gives them extreme power over farmers, and also it raises questions about the level of innovation and R&D you get in these divisions. So it's something that I think needs to be taken extremely seriously, and perhaps the market is discounting to some extent the risks here to all these deals. So the regulators are clearly going to be pouring over all three deals. Now, James, you've been reporting on how there are signs of increasing Western resistance, opposition maybe even to Chinese investment overseas. This ChemChina acquisition of Syngenta, if it goes through, will be the very largest. But what do you put these indications of Western resistance down to? What are the factors behind it? Well, I think the key thing is that even if the Syngenta deal goes ahead, that's the $44 billion deal, 
there has already been about 40 billion US dollars worth of scuppered Chinese deals since the middle of 2015. That's according to figures from Greeson's Peak, which is an investment bank based here in London. But I think what's happening now is that because of a whole load of different reasons, countries in the West, primarily the US, Australia, and more recently, and perhaps more importantly now, countries in Europe too, such as Germany, are beginning to get concerned. And I think their concerns spring from various different directions. One, of course, is national security. Some of the deals that have actually been scuppered in the U.S. have fallen foul of CFIUS, which is the U.S. National Security Review Board for Inward Investments. But other deals appear to be running up against issues of competitive fairness. And I think possibly a recent announcement this week, which involved a German semiconductor equipment maker called Extron, fall into that category. The German government or German officials have withdrawn the prior approval that they gave to that deal, and now they're looking at it again. Some German officials have spoken about security concerns, but others, I think, are thinking about competition, allowing yet another very advanced German company to fall into China. Chinese hands following the acquisition by Maidea, which is a Chinese home appliance maker, to buy KUKA, probably one of Germany's most advanced companies that makes robotics. So I think this issue is really hotting up now. And where it all goes back to is the fundamental asymmetry that exists between a very restricted Chinese market for foreign investors and a very open market here in Europe, the US and elsewhere in the West. So I expect the tension that exists around that particular issue to continue to run for several months to come. And therefore, do you foresee that there's going to be some sort of change of strategy by Beijing here in response to this Western resistance or not? Very difficult to say. I mean, Beijing keeps on talking about making a more level playing field for foreign investors in China. They keep on talking about issuing so-called negative lists of areas in which foreign companies can invest in China, thereby opening the market. But actually, they're in fact going backwards. The latest list they brought out a few months ago on areas that foreign investors can invest in showed an increase in restricted areas and businesses. So it doesn't really look as if Beijing is limbering up to make any huge opening concessions to foreign companies. James King, Arash Masoudi, thank you very much. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. 
The latest episode of The Next Five podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher-Bryant, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker, Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of The Next Five wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy.